Tonight on The Shoot, in this special two-hour edition, we welcome Champagne, Marty Garner, who has been stirring up a lot of attention lately in WWE headquarters. Hear about his life and career, what his future plans are for his internet campaign, and speak with him live next. you guys are waiting he he is the man responsible for uh probably this is probably the most creative thing that i've ever seen alan this is uh a viral internet campaign to be hired by wwe tna or ring of honor and uh he is joining us right now via the telephone let's hope there's no technical difficulties champagne let us know that you are here what's going on brother i'm here man Excellent, excellent. And how are you this evening? I'm great, man. It's got through a band practice and I uh, had a good one, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm good and ready. Oh man, that's excellent. We're going to touch on that in a bit. I I'm curious to know what's going on with the music thing as well as your internet campaign. Let me throw out the numbers here. 646-478-4596. Champagne will be joining us here for the next half hour. He'll take your call. You you can ask him a question. Uh, you can you can give him a, a shout out, say what's up, you know, whatever it may be. He's right here to speak with you. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Marty. Uh, I got to be honest with you, man. It was a couple of weeks ago. I really didn't know what this whole thing was about. Uh, you know, I saw the signs. I've seen the bulletins. This whole higher champagne. I said, well, what the hell is that? You know, I didn't know. Uh, you know what was going on. And right. uh, you know, the more and more I started to see it. I said to myself, I, I need to find out what's going on here. I asked Alan. He wasn't really sure what was going on. I asked a bunch of my friends. A lot of people didn't really know. And I said, oh, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to find out. So I went to your site, to your site, HireChampagne.com. I went there. I read of what you're about here. I saw the signs. I've seen everything. And I said, my God, this guy has really got something going on here, and it seems like that you've just launched this massive campaign that has definitely got the attention of John Laurinaitis, that's for sure, and I definitely want to get into that. Marty, what inspired this campaign? Um, well, I'll say I've been working for WWE for uh, quite a while. You know, I, I used to go up and do uh, you know job matches back when me and Matt and Jeff Hardy and uh, Jason Arndt, we used to travel together, and Jason Arndt later became Joey Abs in the Mean Street right. Posse. And uh, we all, you know, we live right here, you know, together right here in Moore County, uh, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, so we all came up from Omega, uh, Federation Matt had uh, had uh, put together, and uh, we had 12 different guys go into big federations from that uh, independent federation. So what inspired this was, uh, to make a long story short, is um, I've been doing jobs up there. I've been doing extra talent work, and uh, I did a, a match about four months ago with uh, Vladimir Kozlov, uh, the Russian guy, and uh, that was about the third time me and uh, Vladimir had worked each other. But it was the first time on TV. I worked him in two dark matches, and uh, you know, great guy. But uh, after the match, you no, know, um, our agent uh, was Arn Anderson, and Arn came up to me. He said, "Great job, kid." He said, "Love the punches and the kick and everything." He said, "It looked great." And Arn's not big on giving out compliments, so I, I felt good about that. And, you uh, know, didn't get a whole lot in the match, but I go to Johnny and uh, uh, Mr. Lauren Ice, and I said, hey, uh, can, I, can I talk to you after the show? And he said, yes, sir. So I talked to him, and I said, you know, I don't want to sound cocky here. I said, but here's the thing. 
I've been coming up here a long time, man. And I said, uh, I can put asses in those seats out there. And I said, I think you guys are messing up and not giving me a job. I said, because I have a fan base. He goes, well, you know, Marty, here's the thing. You want to know why we haven't given you a job? And I said, I would love to know. And he said, well, the thing is, we don't think you can make us any money. He said, my creative team doesn't think you can make us any money. And I'm like, well, Mr. Laurinaitis, you know, all due respect, uh, it's hard to show you anything in three minutes when I don't get the mic, I don't get to run any psychology, I get to go in there and get my ass whipped for three minutes. And, uh, but yet, you know, I'm an average guy. I said, man, you, you have no idea who I am. I said, you don't, you, don't even, you don't watch the tapes, you don't do – I said, I send you things all the time, man. You, never, you must not watch them or look at them because if you did, you'd be giving me a job. He said, well – Marty, the thing I suggest you to do, and we talked for a while, he said, Marty, the thing I suggest you to do is make somebody interested in you. Get some other federations interested in you. Get some people interested in you, and then I will give you a job. If he only knew, right, Marty? Yeah, I mean, if if he he only only knew. knew. And the thing is, you know, I said, okay, so i got to get people interested in me, me, and you give me a job. He said, yeah. I said, all right. So I go out, and, I, you know, I was thinking about what to do. I just bought a laptop a while back. You know, I'm barely uh, uh, literate on a computer. You know, I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to have to do something. So I said, what about a message over the Internet somehow? And my boys were telling me about how to write a blog, you know, and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I had a site that was getting set up for my uh, – I had a, a rap album I was wanting to promote on the Internet. So they were setting me up a site for that. And they right. said, well, how about you just make that whole site your wrestling site, your rapping wrestler site and all this stuff, and you write your blog. So I wrote a blog entitled Matt, Jeff, Shannon, Shane, and the Forgotten Beetle. And that blog, I sent it to all the news sites, you know, that night. And uh, the next day, by the by 24 hours later, it, it had gotten 6,000 views. And uh, it just started growing from there. And people just started jumping on the bandwagon trying to help me out, man. I've got so many girls out there just trying. Just got, I've got like six different sites that girls are running for me, and they're just doing anything they can and everything they can to help me out and there's fans. I mean, I got a girl in the UK called Crazy Chick that is going. She's she has made so many flyers and so many signs, and she's just doing it. I mean, and I've got so many girls like that right now. It's just unbelievable. And uh, so you're on you're on a worldwide level at this point. I'm on a worldwide level. The Undertaker was in a match in Australia with uh-huh. Matt Hardy and Batista. It was a six man tag, and and Taker come in the ring and he did his little fire gimmick, you know, where he's you know he's doing his Taker stuff or whatever. And right. he walks across the ring, still in taker mode, and he turns to Matt, and he goes, Matt, there's a higher champagne sign out there, and it's huge. He, he looks at Matt again and goes, brother popular, isn't he? And uh, so <laughs> he said, they said he got on a bus that night, and he goes, did anybody see that big-ass higher champagne sign out there? He said, we're in Brisbane, Australia. We can't get rid of champagne. He said, man, that is awesome. And uh, so and, and Mark Henry tells me a while back, he said, he said, brother, you are big in Europe. He said, I was signing... Uh, flyers that said higher champagne when I was in Europe, and I said, dude, that is so awesome. And uh, it, you know, and my girl Danny did that for me in Australia. You know, and I've got so many Tam, Danny, Alyssa. Uh, God knows, I've I've got so many girls helping me out now. Some and, of them uh, are which are in our chat room here. I see them in the chat room right now. And uh, so, you know, I, I've I've got so many girls to thank. You know, there's also Crystal and you know Beth Britton. And I've just got so many. I'm gonna miss people, but. Um, Leah, I mean, they're all out there for me, man, and it's just, it's, it's been an unbelievable thing, you know, Johnny told me to go do something, I did it, and then he comes back, and uh, I guess you want me to lead this up to the phone call I received the other day, huh? Oh, yes, let, 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 let's talk about this, because this, this is the funny thing, you know, a lot of people have heard the, the story by now, but, you know, just for the people who are, 
you know, new to you or, you know, uh, have not heard it, you know, w- with you on a show versus the blog you wrote. This is this is real funny, uh, guys that are listening. This is crazy because it's like you said, Marty, you know, he told you, go out there, get people interested. And now go ahead and, and fill these folks in, these kind listeners in on what he threw at you next. Yeah, well, okay, so... Last Wednesday night, I'm over at uh, I'm over at my cousin's house, and I'm I'm working on my laptop because I don't I don't even have computer service in my house, so I have to go other places to to use my laptop. And right. uh, so anyway, I'm over there doing my thing on the, the campaign, and I get a call, and it's from Connecticut, and I'm like, oh shit! I said, here it is, and uh, I said, here's my call. I've been waiting on this call for a long time, and I almost you know almost teared up a little bit. I was like, yeah, this is it. And guess who it was? It was Johnny Laurinaitis. And I was like, this is Johnny Laurinaitis. He said, he said Marty, Johnny Laurinaitis. And he said, uh, let me ask you a question. I said, yes, sir. He said, did you start a viral Internet marketing campaign on the Internet? And I said, yes, sir. He said, did you put our uh, email on your site to give out to people? And I said, yes, sir. He said, why would you do that? I said, well, Johnny's public information. I said, I mean, it's on the WWE Fan Nation page. I said, you can get it anywhere. He goes, well, somebody's tapped into it. You know, and he said, this viral thing has got my emails jumping, you know, off the hook. He said, man, my, my inbox is, is so full. He said, I get, you know, he said, I already get 700. He said, I already get like uh, 300 a day or, or 350 a day. He said, then it's jumped over 500 a day now. He said, and then Mark Carano's has jumped from 700 to over 1,000 a day because of your campaign. And, uh, I'm and you know, I'm smiling on the other end of the phone thinking, yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, right. so... Then he said, you know, somebody tapped in and found out that if you put dot corp behind anybody's name in in our office, you can email anybody. And I said, Johnny, why am I responsible for that? I said, you know, a lot of people could do that. You know, I said, why, why am I the one? And uh, I said, anybody could have done that. And uh, I said, that's kind of easy to figure out, you know, if you ask me. And uh, anyway, he blames me for it. And he said, well, Marty, I told you before, you do good when you come up to WWE. You make my guys look good. But the thing is, we don't need you. You're an average guy. He said, I'm not going to give you a job. I said, you know what, Johnny? I was just trying to get a fucking job. And he right. says, well, see, he said, now you're cursing, cursing at a WWE senior vice president. And I said, Johnny, I wasn't cursing at you. I said, I'm a little frustrated. I've been trying to get in since Matt and Jeff got in. I said, you know, and you guys, for some reason, won't give me a look. And I said, man, I, I promise you I'm the man you want. He said, Marty, I don't have a job for you. He said, I'm not going to give you a job. He said, and I don't want to hear from you anymore. He said, I'm done doing business with you, and I don't want to see you at the shows anymore. You're not welcome here. And I said, okay. And he hung up the phone. And uh, I was like, wow, that was that was major. And I said, you know what? The more controversy I get, the better it's going to be. Right. So, so I mean, you know, where you know, following that phone call, I mean, obviously, there's got to be a lot of things going through your mind and. At any point after you got that call, did you ever think for a second that you were going to back down? No, not no. one. You know what? You know, here's the thing. I, I got to say, for a split second there, it broke my heart. For right. for you know about a minute, it, I, I was shocked. I was standing out in the front yard on my cell phone, and I haven't I haven't even told anybody who was on the phone yet, and I'm I'm shocked. I'm like, what in the hell? I said, did this just happen? Because I just talked to Terry Taylor that day, too. Terry invited me to a TNA show that day uh, right. just to come up and hang out or whatever. And uh, so I was like, I talked to Terry Taylor today and Johnny Laurinaitis in the same day. That's crazy. They both called me. And uh, so anyway, um, yeah, it blew my mind for a minute. And then I started talking to my cousin. He's like, dude, he said, this is great. 
this is great. You don't even understand. This is what you need. Yeah. And uh, so I've got a couple of calls from wrestlers that are real good friends of mine, and they they called me and said, Marty, this is exactly what you need. Don't worry about it. This is yeah. I mean, it's all not like the internet. It's not like you're doing anything bad. I mean, I mean, what what could they possibly get you on? I mean, the fact that somebody went on the email and started emailing other people. I mean, that's that's irrelevant. I mean, anybody. You know, a lot of computer people can do that, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't get, I don't get this Johnny Ace guy. He's just, he comes off a little crazy to me. You know. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> don't get. A lot of people don't like Johnny, and you know, like yeah. I told somebody last night, I'm not mad at him. It's just the fact. I know, I know that's irritating for somebody to do your emails like that. But he told me to call the third, do something, and I did it. You know, and you know how you stop that, Johnny? Give me a fucking job, and they'll quit emailing you. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Stops. That's the best. That's, that's really the best easy. way to solve that, I think, right there. You know, just go ahead, give you the fucking job, and and you know, people will, uh, you know, they'll turn those emails into uh, you know attendance and and bringing the signs and being passionate because something that they had a part in helping you know build you up, and now they can be a part of that if they were to hire you. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, and God, it just I don't know. Here's the thing, too. I, I I didn't mean to cut in on you there, but the thing is, no problem. You know, somebody told me. Somebody asked me the other night, would I like to say something to Johnny or Vince? And I said, no, I wouldn't like to say anything to him. i like to show them. I said, you know, talk is cheap. You know, I could talk all day till I'm blue in the face, but give me a fucking job. Let me show you what I can do. And, you know, you say I, you can't make any money off me. You can make money off whoever you want to make money off of. It's just putting that WWE machine behind them. And if they don't put the machine behind somebody, of course they're not going to make any money. You give me the fucking microphone and let me do my thing and then let me get in the ring and wrestle and, and do what I need to do. Motherfucker, I promise you, I'm 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 sorry to be, you know, I don't want to sound cocky, but damn it, you know, what's it going to take for these son of a bitches to open their eyes and uh, and give me a shot? I mean, hell, I've got, I'm coming out and fighting Spirit Magazine next week with a big ass article, you know. They said it's going to do like a three page spread. It's coming out, and that's oh, that's already in the way. That's coming out, man. So I'm gonna send that to Johnny and say, hey man, magazines are doing articles on me, dude. I mean, you think you still can't make any money off of me? People know me now. You know, I'm all yeah. over the fucking place. And, and, and it's not like they haven't brought people in for, you know, one-nighters before, you know, in a meaningful spot. I mean, look at what they did with Santino Morello that one night. I mean, obviously they were calling him up to the main roster, but they brought him in for one night, put him in the situation, the guy wins the fucking Intercontinental title. I mean, yeah. who's to say that they couldn't put you, you know, even even if they said, you know, here's the one night, you know, impress us, and we'll see where we yeah. go. I mean, I, I, don't see what, I don't see what that harms because every week – that sh- those shows are, you know, they're not really all the best to begin with. I mean, who, you know, what, what's so wrong with a little bit of, you know, something new? I mean, that's just that's what I'm saying. You know, and Santino, he was a, he's a great worker, man. And then now he's my favorite wrestler because I love his promos and everything he does, the way he talks and the way he wears a little bitty fucking knee pads and shit. He just cracks me <laughs> the fuck up, man. And uh, I said, you know what? That dude is he's done it, man. And you know that night I worked uh, Vladimir. He comes up to me and says, Marty, man, the way you guys flowed together, man. He said, your shit was together, man. It, it was nice. He said, you know, very good. And I was like, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. You know, very, it's very cool to me, man. And, uh, you know, I like that kind of, you know, personality. I like that. He's funny in the ring. And, you know, his whole character just cracks me the fuck up. And I love it, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what about the one-nighter thing you did with MVP on the pay-per-view? How did that come about? Well, I got booked on a show in Raleigh, which is about an hour north of me, and uh, and Matt and Jeff and all the boys. We live down here about an hour north of Raleigh, or an hour south of Raleigh. So we, uh, 
I go to Raleigh that day. I'm working out in the ring, you know, and uh, Matt was in the ring with me, and we're working out, and Johnny Ace comes out there. He goes, he goes, uh, Marty, would uh, you like to work tonight? And I said, yeah, I'd, I'd love to work tonight. And he goes, well, uh, I said, is it going to be for the dark match? He goes, no, 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 you're on a pay-per-view. And, you know, right then I was trying to be cool, but I wanted to scream, you know, like, hell yeah. yeah. And uh, so I was like, okay. I said, no problem. He said, you got MVP. He said, you guys work it out, man. Give me something good. He said, let me see what, you, what you're going to do. So we worked it out, man. And, you know, the biggest thrill of my life, man, was standing in that gorilla position. And for those out there who don't know what the gorilla position is, it's the, it's the place where you walk to right before you walk out of the curtain. Gorilla Monsoon used to sit back there and, and watch the monitors along with Vince, along with some other guys. But that's called the gorilla position. So... Now, let me pause you right there real quick. I'd like to ask you, you know, being in that gorilla position, and I'm sure you're probably getting this, but I just want to get it out in question form. Explain to the listeners what it's like, you know, somebody like yourself, you probably had never been on pay-per-view at that point before. What's that like being in the gorilla position, uh, you know, and, and you hear the music start, the lights are going, and that moment that you open the curtain, I'd like to really describe that feeling to the listeners. Explain to them yeah. what that feels like. Well, I was I was heading that way with that because I knew that's what they'd want to know because uh, I would want to know that. And, uh, yeah, definitely. So I, was, I was standing there, man, and I tell you, you know, uh, he'd already walked out, and and you know the guys, you know, you got three monitors and three of the agents are set behind the monitor. Vince is in there usually, and you know, four or five guys are in there. People kind of shooting in and out, asking Vince whatever. And you know, right. the, all these guys got headsets on. They're talking to the commentators, you know, giving feeding them shit too. And uh, so uh, when it comes time for me to go, they point at me and said, Marty, go. I walked out of the curtain. I asked Vince before I walked out. I said, what should I do? Should I, should I acknowledge the crowd? He said, no. You look right at him. He said, you walk down there like you're on a fucking mission. And I said, yes, sir. So I walk out there, man, and those curtains popped open. And you got to understand, I'm only an hour from my home. And right. uh, people knew me there. So I heard some people yell my name, man, when I walked out of that curtain, dude. And you don't. You don't even know. I had music playing for me. They called me out. It was my own entrance in a WWE pay-per-view, and I was walking down that ramp, man, staring at my boy with goosebumps on my arms going, man, this shit is awesome. And I'd had matches up there before, but nothing like a pay-per-view. You know, I'd get in the right. ring, and, and, man, it was it was just phenomenal, man. I got some great pictures of it, you know, and, and uh, you know, I got some exposure from it. People say, you know, that match shouldn't have been on the card or whatever, but you know what? That was the night of my life, man, and I'll never forget it. You know, and if I never get a job there, that was a that was a big moment for me. And I even wrote Vince a nice letter, and and told him how much I really appreciated him putting me out there tonight. And you know, hope I wasn't overstepping my bounds, but I just wanted to write him a letter and tell him how much that meant to me. And I'd always remember that. And I even wrote Johnny a letter and said the same thing. And uh, you know, so I just I just let him know, man, I really enjoyed it. It was it was a good time, man. And uh, there was no feeling like I've had before coming out of the curtain. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think you. I think you pretty much summed it up and described it well. I mean, that's just. That's got to be such an image, you know. What I mean? To imagine yourself getting ready to, you know, walk through those curtains, and when you see that crowd, I mean, I, I personally, Marty, can't even imagine what that feels like. So, thank you for the description. Man, uh, <laughs> it was awesome. I tell you what, my heart was pumping, man. But it was just an awesome feeling, dude. And it'll, it'll make now, the my, hair rise up on your neck. Now, Marty, have you uh, have you been in contact at all with like uh, the TNA promotion or the Ring of Honor promotion? 
I, I've got uh, Ring of Honor's. Uh, I got Gabe's number, and I'm going to call Gabe this week. I haven't I haven't gotten in touch with Gabe yet, and I was just going to give it a little bit, and let him try to get a whiff of who I was, you know, before I called maybe. And I hate to call cold and him not know exactly who I am, or he had never heard of me. I want him to hear of me first. So maybe he's had a little bit of time. Somebody to email him and tell him what's going on, and maybe you know when I call, he'll say, "Okay, I've heard of you. You know, whatever. Send me a tape or whatever." But uh, I've and I've been in touch with uh, TNA here and there. It's hard to get Terry on the phone. Terry's a great guy, but it's hard to get him on the phone. And uh, Terry came up to me a while back. I did a show about five months ago, and um, I, Terry was there. And he come he come up to me in the back in the locker room, and he said, "Marty, I just want to tell you." He said, "I love what you did tonight." He said, "I like watching two veterans do it like it's supposed to be done." And I worked Chris Hamrick, who's also a great worker, man, great indie worker. And he's worked for ECW some, too. And when I left that night, I went by Terry again. I said, Mr. Taylor, thank you so much. He said, Marty, I enjoyed your match. And I said, thank you. I said, what could I do to make it better? He said, let me think. Nothing. It was fucking great. And I was like, wow, thank you very much. And so, you know, I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what their agenda is. And I, I know they got a lot of guys, you know, they're trying to give jobs to and then, Right. You know, they they only got one show to put all those guys on, so hopefully I can get in there. If not, you know, I, I think they, you know, Terry don't like Johnny in the first place, so I, I was hoping that he would hear this news and he would just say, hey, let's pick Marty up and run something with him just to get back at WWE a little bit. Yeah, now tell us uh, also, I'd like I'd like the listeners to, to hear your story about uh, how you got into the wrestling and, and, you know, meeting Matt Hardy and all that. Kind of, kind of put that into perspective for us. Okay. Well, I was uh, working out down here at a, at a gym in Bath, North Carolina, where I live. And um, every day I'd see this guy coming there. He's a jacked-up guy. He was, you could tell he was, a, he was in his late teens. And I was like, uh, who is this cat? Coming there, he drives a yellow CRX, and he had, you know, flat-top hairdo and kind of cocky-looking, you know. And uh, so I asked him one day, I said, man, can you spot me on the bench press over here? And he says, sure. He come over there, and, and turns out he's a nice guy. You know, I was like, this dude's pretty cool. And right. he says to me, he says, can I, he said, what, he said, you ever heard of wrestling, you ever watch wrestling? And I said, yeah. He said, well, I have a wrestling promotion in my backyard, man, you should come check it out. And I said, oh, really? He said, yeah. So I said, when are y'all doing it again? He said, Saturday. I said, man, we tape the shows, he said, and we, we tape these shows, he said, then we sell the tape to the, video store in Bath, and he said, and then they rented out to people to rent and watch. And I'm like, really? So I said, okay, I'll be there Saturday. I come over there, me and my buddy come over there, and we'll go over there, and uh, we pull up, and there's this big uh, black plastic arena out in the woods. It's like they had black, six-foot-tall plastic wrapped around trees, and uh, that was their arena. No, they had a big area closed off, and, and Jeff Hardy had graffitied the inside of the fence with paint. They had a round trampoline. They had trees around it with garden hoses wrapped around the trees for the uh, ropes. The trees were the turnbuckles, the ropes were the uh, garden hoses with the ropes. Matt talked me into getting in the ring, man, and I did. I mean, we had the most craziest match you ever seen in your life. I mean... There was a little kid outside the ring calling the match who was 11 years old. As a matter of fact, that kid's name was Shannon Moore. He was calling the match at 11 years old. 
and he had his great big trucker's hat on. That was before trucker's hats were cool. And uh, he was he was wearing his big old trucker cap, and he fucking running around the ring. And we didn't have a bell, so he had to say ding, ding. So uh, me and Matt get into it, man, and it was awful. I did a backflip like I broke my neck on the trampoline. And, you know, after that day, I was hooked. You know, we uh, we took that, Matt, we took that, uh, you know, federation. It was called the Teenage Wrestling Federation. took that. We turned it into the Trampoline Wrestling Federation. We had a regular-sized <laughs> ring. And at the fairgrounds in Carthage, North Carolina, this guy had a regular-sized ring, but he had four foot of trampoline in the middle of it. It's the craziest shit you ever saw in your life. We would do shows on that at the local fair. And then after after we did that for a while, we uh, turned that into Omega, or New Frontier Wrestling Alliance, and then we turned it into Omega. And uh, we, we developed Omega, uh, of the Organization of Modern Extreme Grappling Arts, and we got Omega going, and Omega made a big name on the indie circuit for, you know, about four or five years. And, you know, then we were done. We were like a shining star that just burned out. Right. Because we had so much talent there that, you know, every, I mean, we had Matt and Jeff Hardy, Shannon Moore, Shane the Hurricane Helm. We had Joey, uh, 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 damn, Joey Abs. We had the Dump Brothers, uh, Mike Howell and, and, and uh, Murray Happer, we had Steve Carino, we had we had uh, Christian York, we had uh, Joey uh, Matthews at the time, but it was Joey Mercury in WWE, and you know everybody, man, it was just it was an unbelievable roster of talent that we had, and we didn't know any better because we we wrestled each other every week, so we didn't know how good that we really were, you know how how much talent we really had, because it was just like you know hey we didn't we didn't bring no talent in. We just we had we just in house stuff, you know. We didn't bring no big names, man, because we thought we had enough to do what we needed to do. Right. And uh, we had big crowds, and we we made, you know, hell, we made history, man. Now, before you had met Matt, uh, at what point uh, did you first start watching wrestling? I mean, when did it become, you know, an interest, and then how far after that did it become something that you wanted to do? Um. Let me ask you this first. Is there something you could do to make that echo go away? Are you, are you hearing me on an echo? I'm hearing an echo of my voice, and it's throwing me off a little bit. I am so yeah. sorry. Let me let me say this real quick. Apparently, we're having some kind of technical difficulties. I mean, obviously, all of us are speaking here, and I'm, from what I'm understanding, some people are having trouble hearing this show. So I'm, I'm hoping that the MP3 turns out okay. Uh, this is a blog talk radio issue. It's not a... It's not a shoot issue, so I apologize to you, uh, okay. Marty, and, and to the rest of the listeners. And hopefully by the time the MP3 comes out, which should be about 20 minutes after the show ends, uh, everything should be okay. I really apologize, and I'm oh, sure this okay. won't be the last time we'll have you on here, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, it sucks that this is your first time on the show and everything's going crazy. You know what I think it is, Marty? I think it's all your fans that came in and bombarded this room. I think they probably crashed the server, to be honest with you. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, raising, hell. they're raising hell in Stanford. They're raising hell everywhere. And now they're raising hell on Blog Talk Radio. I don't think Alan Levy and the guys are going to know what to do with this thing. Those so. champagneacs, man. They're running wild, man. That's I'm right, man. Wild. They're they're hawking this thing up, man. It's it's unbelievable, and I yeah I do I do apologize for the echo, Marty. That's I really okay. do. I, I did I didn't know if it was my phone or your phone or what was going on, but uh, no, it's I've actually been hearing the I've been hearing the echo the whole time. I've just been trying to ignore it, honestly. Now how bad? Yeah, now how bad is it, guys? Is it is it like really 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 bad? 
It's kind of annoying. annoying. Kind of annoying, but it's okay, kind of though. Well, I'm going to send a it's message kind of, to these guys after the show. <laughs> kind of like when you call in a, call into a radio station and you don't turn your radio down, you can hear yourself talking, and it kind of throws your other thoughts off. Oh, man. But, uh, that is no, I'm good, man. I, I'll just ignore it. I'm good. I didn't know if it was me or you, but I'm good, man. Now, it's blog talk. Blame it on them. We'll start a right, new campaign, we'll do bring down blog talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> I got people to do it. Shit. Oh, yeah, I know you do, well, man. I, I've seen it. I've seen it, man. Now, let me um, ask you this. Let's segue. I want um, I, I want to know about your, uh, your music uh, career and, and things of that extent. We do have a clip uh, that we will... Uh, that we will get to in a second, but kind of set us up here and you know, tell us about the rap album. You mentioned a band earlier. You know, tell us about the music side of you. Um, well, you, back back in the day, now I used to love you know freestyle rap and to hear and to watch guys freestyle rap or just watch any kind of rap show or whatever. I was just into that man. It just it was just something different, man. I, I remember back when. Sugar Hill Gang came out. I know some of you guys don't even remember that group, but uh, Sugar Hill Gang was one of the first groups to come out, man. It was just, it was just unbelievable, man. I was like, man, they're just saying poetry to, to you know, this stuff. I said, this is awesome, and you know, they're calling it rap. And so I thought I would come out with country and rap, and we would call it crap. No, I'm just kidding. That's a lame ass joke. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> what the fuck? But, uh, anyway, so. I, I I did a rap album. I said I always want to do a rap album, and right. I want to do old school rap album. And I did it, and you know I put it out there, and I just sell it at the shows sometimes, the wrestling independent wrestling shows. It's like a novelty item. It's no Eminem, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing like that, but it's just something that I got out there, and it's got some funny songs on it. One of my favorites is uh, "Your Mama Called Me Big Daddy." And that is so funny that you say that because that is the clip that I pulled. And let's take a quick second here. Let's let's check out this. This is uh, your mama call me Big Daddy. We used to take you to the movie, drop your punk ass out, and then you put it, little mama got a nut in her mouth. I'll be all laid back. She had me in the days that she worked that tongue like the bitch was getting paid sex craze. Nymphomaniac. When I was in the cell, I tried to break that back. Candle wax was a favorite aphrodisiac. She gave a new meaning to the phrase getting jacked and smoking crack. That's what she done every night. That pussy be smoking like a. Man, that's pretty crazy stuff there, Marty. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, uh, the chorus is the best part of that song. But uh, the reason I wrote that song is because I was at a party one night at my buddy's house, and this young guy came in. He's probably 17 years old, and he had been drinking a little bit, you know, and, and he was talking shit, and, you know, I was, and what this guy didn't know is that I had fucked his mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was terrible that I had, but I mean, me and his mom used to go out every now and then. So I wrote a song about it, and uh, I sent it to him. After I did the song, I sent that song to him, and uh, I don't know if he ever got it. You know, I don't know if he ever got the idea that I had slept with his mom because I wasn't gonna tell him that. But uh, I just sent him. So y'all were getting hopefully. after it, huh? Oh yeah, you know how we do in North Carolina, man. <laughs> oh, I've heard some stories about uh, Matt Luna's virginity when he was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hard. <laughs> now, how about the band you're in now? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I play an alternative rock band, and uh, it's, it's one of my buddies from high school, and uh, one of my other buddies from high school. His son's playing with us, and uh, we got we got picked up this new drummer a while back, and uh, man, we're doing great, man. Just uh, 
have a song. We play cover songs mostly, but we do have a, a couple of original songs. I just I just wrote a song, and uh, it's called uh, "Stop This Train and Let My Brother Jack Off." So right. It's going to be a pretty good song, and uh, you know I'm just just getting into the original stuff, and, and you know we're just playing covers now, and it's it's just a blast, man. It's something fun to do on the side besides wrestle, you know. And you uh, you mentioned to me off there that you are you're currently doing something with a with a, an indie promotion right now, or a local promotion yes, or something uh, to that effect. Yes, yeah, AWA Power Pro, and they run out of Carthage, North Carolina, and uh, is ran by uh, Jim Fox, the promoter. And uh, the guys are doing great. He's got a good promotion, man. He's he's, he's got a good setup, and uh, he runs. You know, he's he's a classy guy, man. Runs runs a classy federation, and it's just. It's, Good to be there and work there, man. I like it a lot. Oh, excellent, excellent. And now, uh, before we wrap up here, go ahead and tell uh, all the listeners who aren't already aware uh, where they can go to help you out in your higher champagne campaign, and uh, you know, so they can so they can get involved and, and help you out. Okay, well, they can go to my you know my MySpace, which is uh, you know my MySpace.com forward slash rapping wrestler, or. Um, there's a bunch of other uh, MySpaces you can go to, such as uh, Champagne Supporters. Then you have the Champagneyacs. You have the Champagne Banner Support page. The official Champagne Girls page, who's ran by Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, also, I didn't thank her a while ago, so I thought I'd thank her. Um, then we also have HireChampagne.com. We have the Campaign for Champagne. Uh, and, I mean, you can go to any one of those sites, and uh, they have the uh, actual email addresses you need to use when you've uh, got a direct address right to WWE, ROH, and TNA. And uh, a lot of people now are also, here's the new thing we're doing, we're faxing WWE, TNA, <laughs> and ROH. So we're using every every way we can get to them, we're doing it, man. So the faxing, I hope, is I'm going to get another call from that probably, but, you know, I'm ready for that. Well, that way, with those who have the you know the creative drawing skills, I've seen a lot of those signs. A lot of them, pretty good artists. You know, they can actually you know draw it out, and then they can actually see what they're getting. So that's exactly. pretty interesting. So now, but real quick, uh, apparently we do have a call. Somebody that wants to say hello to you before you go here. Uh, I believe we have six one four. Who's this? Hi. Hello. Hi, it's Denny. Denny. Hello, Australia. I believe it's Danny it's from Australia. Australia. Uh, you know what? I can't hear it, guys. You can't hear it. It's it's, uh, it's Danny from Australia. Try one more time. Oh, Say hello my to... Danny. Oh. Hi, it's Danny. Hey, Danny. How are you? I'm good. Phil just asked me to call in. Yeah, this is actually the first time I've heard your voice. This is awesome. Yeah, I have a cold, too. <laughs> Yeah, Danny was Danny's the one guy that uh, had the big sign in Australia that Undertaker saw. So, oh, sweet! And everybody was talking about that sign for weeks. So uh, yeah, she's she's that girl. <laughs> nice, very nice. That's she, she has helped me out right in a lot of ways, and I appreciate her so much. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Danny. Uh, Marty. Man, I, it's it's been a great interview. I, I hope that the technical difficulties do not reflect on the uh, the MP3. But hey, look, man, I want to wish you all the best in this campaign. You know, like I said, uh, we've heard your story. It's it's very compelling, and I, I think these guys just need to wake up, open their eyes, as you say, and uh, at least give you a shot, a one nighter, 
uh, you know, a couple of weeks, a month or something. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the shoot is here if, if you need anything from us. And, um, you know, guys, just check out HireChampagne.com and help this guy out. Yeah, guys, I really appreciate it, man. And, you know, it's, it's like I said before, man, just if they would just, uh, you know, give me that one opportunity. I, I, I said on my blog that I don't want to go to my grave without working for one of the big companies. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to happen. You know? So I'm, I'm not worried about it happening. I think with all my support, it's really going, it's going to go down soon. Absolutely. Well, uh, Marty, I wish you all the best, buddy. I will be in touch. And uh, just, of course, everybody out there, just keep hawking this guy up, man. Let, let's see if we can get him hired. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. And thank, and thank you to all my Champagneacs out there and all my new people that might jump on board. Hey, jump on the Champagne train. We're, uh, we're loaded up and ready to go. Absolutely, buddy. Very well said. Have a good night, Marty. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye.